February 6th, hybrid in-person and virtual meeting of the San Francisco Entertainment Commission. My name is Ben Blyman. I'm the commission's vice president, sort of. We will be starting with announcements. We would like to start a meeting with a land acknowledgement. We, the San Francisco Entertainment Commission, acknowledge that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatishaloni, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land, and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramatishaloni have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatish community and by affirming their sovereign rights as first peoples. This meeting is being held in hybrid format with the meeting occurring in person in City Hall, room 416, broadcast live on SFGov TV and available on view on Zoom or listened to by calling 1-669-900-6833 using meeting ID 814 9673-9037. We welcome the public's participation during public comment periods. There will be an opportunity for general public comment at the beginning of the meeting, and there will be an opportunity to comment on each discussion or action item on the agenda. Each comment is limited to three minutes. For those attending remotely, the Commission will hear up to 20 minutes of remote public comment total for each agenda item. Because of the 20-minute time limit, it is possible that not every person in the queue will have an opportunity to provide remote public comment. Remote public comment from people who have received an accommodation due to disability will not count towards the 20-minute limit. Public comment will be taken both in person and remotely by video or call-in. For each item, the commission will take public comment first from people attending the meeting in person and then from people attending the meeting remotely. For those attending in person, please fill out a speaker card located at the side table or podium. Come up to the podium during public comment. State your name, any affiliations, and then your comment. You will have three minutes. Once finished, please hand your speaker card to the commission staff behind the podium. If using Zoom platform to speak, please select the raise hand option when it's time for public comment. If calling by phone, dial star nine to be added to the speaker line when your item of interest comes up. When you are asked to speak, you unmute yourself by hitting star six. Please call from a quiet location, speak clearly and slowly, and turn down your television or radio. If you are also viewing the meeting on SFGov TV, be sure to mute it before speaking during public comment. Alternatively, while we recommend that you use Zoom, audio, or telephone for public comment, you may submit a written public comment through the chat function on Zoom. Please note that commissioners and staff are not allowed to respond to comments or questions during public comment. Thank you to SFGov TV and Media Services for sharing this meeting with the public. All right, thank you. Let's start with a roll call. Vice President Blyman? Here. Commissioner Perez? Here. Commissioner Thomas? Here. And Commissioner Wong? Here. All right, the next agenda item is uh, number two, which is general public comment. Is there anybody from the public who wishes to comment on an item that is not on the agenda tonight? No public comment for this item. All right, we'll close public comment. We'll move on to number three, which is approval of the meeting minutes from December 19, 2023. Do we have a motion to approve? So moved. Second. Is there any public comment on our meeting minutes? All right, we'll close public no. comment and we can vote. Great. Vice President Blyman? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Wong? Aye. 
All right, next item is number four, which is a report from Executive Director Wyland. Thank you, Vice President Blyman. Good evening, commissioners, um, and good evening to everybody that's here. It's great to see such a full audience this evening. Um, and I believe this is our first meeting this year, so welcome to 2024, everybody. Um, so this evening, I just have a few updates. Uh, we are in the midst of uh, working on a hiring process for our part-time 1840 sound inspector position. We have uh, begun conducting interviews for this position and have some hopeful candidates. And we hope that by the next time we're all sitting here together, we'll be able to introduce you to our newest sound inspector. Um, so that's the update on that. Um, Wanted to also just briefly update everybody on the commission vacancies. As you can see, we are a four commission, commission, uh, commissioner commission right now, and uh, we're missing three seats. Uh, we do have some folks that have applied for those positions, both with the Board of Supervisors and the Mayor's Office, uh, and we're hopeful that we will be hearing at least one of those seats at uh, Rules Committee at the Board of Supervisors next Monday. Uh, the 12th. So I will keep you apprised of who uh, gets assigned to the next rules committee hearings. Uh, I think they were hoping to have all three vacancies at the next one, but it might take a couple rounds. So we'll keep you posted. The hope is that we will have at least one additional uh, commissioner at the March 5th hearing when we meet again. Uh, next up is just a save the date for our annual Nightlife and Entertainment Summit. This is going to be happening on Monday, April 29th. Uh, so we're just a few months out. We have begin, begun planning, uh, thanks to staff uh, for getting the ball rolling on uh, planning logistics. Um, and thank you to a couple of our commissioners for getting the conversation going around topics. I invite other commissioners to please reach out if you have anything that you would like us to consider um, as a topic this year. Uh, we do have a couple of great ideas going so far, and these are really based on what we've been hearing from folks in the industry, both through our annual survey that just closed, as well as through the feedback survey that we provided to attendees at last year's summit. Um, so please reach out if you have anything to add, uh, and we're really looking forward to uh, the event. Uh, finally, just wanted to note that uh, during Senior Inspectors Verena's uh, report up next, he will be highlighting uh, a an action that we, a corrective action that we took recently, uh, where we uh, did a suspension um, by. Uh, the director of the Entertainment Commission. This was for Trinity, and this was for a two, actually two-week period, I believe. So um, that suspension has since lifted, uh, but we'll go through the details of that in the next uh, agenda item. I'm here to take any questions, comments. <clears throat> All right. No questions. All right. Is there any public comment on the executive director's report? All right, we'll close public comment. Thank you, Director Weiland, and we'll move on to number five, which is a report from our senior inspector. Thank you, Vice President Blyman. Good evening, commissioners. We have received 63 311 complaints since our last commission hearing on December 17th. I have two updates below. Please let me know if you have any questions. My first update is about Trinity Irish Bar and Restaurant, located at 1851 Union Street, 
who holds an LLP with our office. On Saturday, December 30th, we received two complaints about Trinity around 11.15 p.m. Inspector Zelenak responded at 11.30 and observed a DJ performing inside and noted that the game room doors on the patio were open upstairs. She then spoke to the manager on duty who, who asked the DJ to stop their set, which they did. However, due to operating entertainment after 11 p.m. without a one-time event permit, Trinity was issued a citation. EC staff also discovered event flyers on social media advertising a DJ from 9 p.m. until late this Saturday on January 6th. It was reiterated to management that the LLP permit only allows entertainment until 11 p.m. Management was previously sent a message on December 18th, 2023, informing them that if we have observed another violation before February 16th, 2024, we would suspend their LLP permit for up to 15 days per Municipal Police Code Article 15.1. Due to the citation from December 30th, Executive D Director Weiland issued a 15-day administrative suspension on January 6, 2024 for receiving three citations within a 90-day period. Management did not contest the suspension, so it went into effect Friday, January 12th at 5 p.m. Uh, until Saturday, January 27th at 5 p.m. Inspector Zelenak conducted compliance checks on Saturday, January 13th and January 20th and confirmed the business did not have entertainment. We will continue to monitor Trinity and, resp Trinity and respond to any complaints we receive about the business. <clears throat> My next update is about White Rabbit, located at 3138 Fillmore Street, who holds a POE with our office. On Saturday, January 20th at 10.40 p.m., Inspector Zelenak responded to a 311 sound complaint about White Rabbit. Upon arrival, she observed a DJ performing at sound measurement, sorry, and the sound measurement showed the volume to be exceeding the approved DBC limit by seven decibels. While the approved limit is 102 DBC, measurements during the inspection reached an average of 109 DBC. Inspector Zelenak worked with the on-site manager to bring the volume down, but was unable to achieve full compliance. White Rabbit was issued a notice of violation on January 22nd, 2024, for exceeding allowable sound limits. Thank you. Questions? Um, Thank you, and thank you for dealing with Trinity, who is, yeah, making me regret previous choices. Um, uh, I just, I noticed in your report that um, Beer Garden came up a lot, and it seems like it was difficult to, that they closed before our inspectors came on duty. Um, that they're making noise during the day instead of in the evening when folks are usually out. Is there, what's the latest on Beer Garden or getting in touch with them? We have visited Beer Garden a number of times while they were open um, and actually having pre-recorded music. We've found them to be in compliance most of the visits, but you are correct. Yes, we do receive a lot of complaints when we don't have inspectors in the field. Um, there, we actually plan to have an update on that in the next commission hearing. Mm -hmm. um, what I'm hoping is to gather some more evidence and continue to visit so we can have a more complete um, record and of what we can actually report and say they're doing or not doing. Got it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. 
The only thing I would add to that is that of the times we have visited, they've either been closed or compliant. So we've yet to verify any non-compliance since the permit's been issued. Yeah, thank you. Further questions? All right, thank you very much for your report. Is there any public comment on the senior inspector's report? No public comment. Uh, then we'll close, close public comment and we can move on to number six. Uh, this is a uh, <laughs> update from a very special man. Ladies and gentlemen, Benjamin Van Houten. <laughs> Uh, thank you. Good evening, Commissioners. Ben Van Houten from the Office of Economic and Workforce Development. Um, my first presentation to all of you of the year. So catching up on a few things from uh, last time we spoke and some new developments in the world of nightlife business assistance. Um, the state legislative session is underway. Um, bills need to be introduced by February 16th, so we already have a couple of items that um, are, are relevant to local nightlife uh, that have been introduced, and I would anticipate or expect just more to come in closer to the deadline. Um, SB 969 from Senator Weiner would expand the entertainment zone program that was created through last year's SB 76. As a reminder, that's the ability for the city to designate by local ordinance what, what are called entertainment zones in state law where restaurants and bars can sell open to go containers uh, to, in, in conjunction with uh, special events, outdoor special events. Um, that, uh, the, the, I'll talk a little bit later about implementation of the SB 76 entertainment zone and, and Senator Weiner has introduced this follow-up bill to both uh, to do two things. First of all, to expand San Francisco's ability to adopt entertainment zones. Um, there was the language around only having these zones operate during special events was added late in the legislative session and removing that language would increase flexibility to uh, support our restaurants and bars in creating outdoor activations or outdoor experiences uh, even beyond in conjunction with special events. And then secondly, and, and, and more relevant to other uh, cities around the state, uh, entertainment zones are currently only available in San Francisco, and so this legislation would uh, expand the program statewide so that the city of San Jose is uh, supportive of this, and other cities are, uh, I think, going to come on board very soon to support this legislation. Uh, secondly, AB 1775 from Assemblymember Haney uh, on cannabis cafes. As a reminder, uh, Assemblymember Haney introduced legislation last year to uh, allow uh, cannabis dispensaries to sell non-cannabis uh, food and beverage items, as well as to sell tickets to entertainment events. Uh, that legislation was vetoed by the governor. Um, in, in his veto message, he identified um, worker health protections as a concern. Um, this new legislation is currently identical to last year's legislation, but um, uh, according to Assemblymember Haney's announcement of the bill, he is in discussion with uh, state agencies around how to address worker health protections. So keeping an eye on that one uh, as it moves forward. Uh, there's been some additional activity around uh, outdoor 
service and liquor licenses, businesses are starting to, as they come into compliance with the Legislative Shared Spaces Program, businesses are also expanding their liquor licenses to cover uh, that um, parklet and other outdoor service area, service uh, spaces. Um, as a reminder, businesses don't have to do that for uh, for a few years under legislation that was adopted last year. The temporary uh, catering permits that, that cover parklets and other outdoor areas actually should continue to apply until June 2026, but it's understandable the businesses want to get fully compliant, full, get all their paperwork done. Um, the ABC has issued regulations for what they call non-contiguous areas, alcohol service and areas that are disconnected from the main premises by a public right-of-way, um, so like a parklet, which is separated by a, a city street. Um, those regulations take effect in April, but I think they're already a, uh, guiding, a, a guiding set of rules and principles for licensing right now. Um, these regulations require staff to actively monitor an outdoor area they specify that, that, that outdoor areas have to be, have a certain proximity to the main license premises, but they do not mandate table service at a parklet by uh, employees of the business. And that's an area, there's been, I think, a, a significant amount of confusion and, um, and some concern from business owners that uh, ABC would require table service by staff at parklets, but that is not the case. That is not, that is not within the scope of the uh, regulations adopted by ABC. And then final point on liquor licensing and outdoor services, as businesses uh, get their outdoor entertainment activity permitted um, by this agency, uh, liquor licensing uh, around entertainment and sound um, ha has changed a little bit over the last, uh, I think, six months or so, where um, more generally, more beyond just outdoor activity, but, but, but ABC is in the process of conditioning, reconditioning liquor licenses to clarify that or to, to align sound conditions in liquor licenses with entertainment permit sound conditions, um, which is probably something we'll talk about more uh, broadly at a future hearing. But for the purposes of outdoor service, um, if you're doing entertainment activity in an outdoor area as part of an entertainment permit, um, your liquor license conditions around sound should align with your entertainment permit conditions there, which is a really positive, positive step. Um, New local reforms that we talked about a couple times took effect in January after uh, becoming law in December. Um, police code entertainment reforms that, that, that we had discussed, uh, fee waivers to support the continuation of outdoor entertainment and amplified sound as people transition from just add music permits into the entertainment permit system. Uh, thank you to Deputy Director Azevedo for all the work to support that implementation of that fee waiver, as well as additional streamlining measures and technical fixes to improve entertainment permitting. And then the planning code legislation that was following at the same time, uh, clarifying zoning for music venue liquor licenses and also expanding 90-day uh, conditional use authorization review for nightlife uses. That is all up and running now, which is really very exciting. Relatively short update this time, so I just wanted to highlight some ongoing and upcoming projects that I uh, expect to talk about in more detail at future uh, hearings. Um, working on expanding awareness around Type 90 music venue licenses and some of these other recent reforms, I think often um, there, there's still opportunities to further educate uh, uh, entrepreneurs and operators in the industry about these reforms and how they can uh, support and improve their businesses. Had a number of conversations with folks about, about the Type 90 license who didn't know about it and, didn't, and were really excited to learn about the possibility of supporting uh, new entertainment projects with it. 
Uh, another upcoming and or ongoing project is helping stakeholders develop entertainment zones in conjunction with special events. There are a number of uh, different uh, corridors and areas that have already uh, started asking questions about how entertainment zones would work, what it would take to implement them. So I think uh, continuing that outreach and, and as, as we move forward and actually implementing some entertainment zones, I'm sure there'll be more interest there. Uh, continuing to look at uh, downtown and citywide recovery through a nightlife entertainment lens. How can we uh, develop and uh, roll out initiatives to support that recovery with a real focus on nightlife and entertainment? Working with SFMTA to support venues around temporary parking needs. This has been a long time pain point for SFMTA and excited to, to hopefully bring some, some good news about um, uh, some work, some collaborative work back to the commission real soon. Uh, launching the SF Live campaign, which is coming up uh, real soon, uh, or launching it real soon. Um, hoping to bring that back to you in the next couple of months. Increasing health and safety resources um, in, in terms of thinking about what we can do at the uh, Entertainment Commission Summit or other activities, uh, focusing around building education, around the compliance with the, the recent law that requires bars to uh, maintain, uh, to have drink testing strips available and, um, and other work to support uh, health and safety for workers and patrons. And finally, as uh, previously discussed at other hearings, looking at possibilities for cannabis events uh, in the scope of the pilot program with the Office of Cannabis. So just wanted to provide a little roadmap for some of the many things that I look forward to talking with you about in the future. And with that, happy to take any questions and thank you for your time. I'm not seeing any questions here. Uh, thank you, Mr. Van Houten. Uh, is there any public comment on his uh, report? No public comment. All right, we'll close public comments and we can move along to number seven, which is hearing and possible action regarding applications for permits under the jurisdiction of the Entertainment Commission. And I think Deputy Director Azevedo will be introducing the consent agenda. Thanks, Vice President Blyman. Good evening, commissioners. Happy first meeting of 2024. We have six permits on the consent agenda for this evening. One is for a one-time outdoor event permit to host outdoor entertainment and amplified sound with extended duration, and the remaining five are for indoor LLP permits. All of the applicants conducted neighborhood outreach, and there was no opposition from neighbors nor concern from SFPD for any of the permits. The staff recommendation is for the commission to approve the consent agenda with the staff recommendations below. And I just wanna call out that the staff recommendations for agenda item A are actually listed separately within your Google folder tonight. They are just our standard staff recommended conditions. They just didn't make it on the memo. So they're in their own document. I move approval of the consent agenda. Seconded. All right, is there any public comment on items that are on the consent agenda? No public comments. All right, we'll close public comment and we can have a single vote on the consent agenda. <clears throat> Vice President Blyman? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Wong? Aye. All right, the consent agenda has been approved. If you're one of those lucky people, please follow up with our staff at your earliest convenience for your next steps. And now we will move on to the regular permit applications.
The first permit on our regular agenda this evening is for a limited live performance permit that includes outdoor amplified sound in the parklet for Roca Accor, located at 801 Montgomery Street. I would like to add this is our first brick and mortar permit for a parklet, which is exciting news for businesses and for our office as we are seeing legislated parklet permits be issued. And now folks can begin their permitting process with us. So very exciting. Roka Accor is an upscale Japanese restaurant that is seeking this LLP permit to host indoor entertainment, such as small scale musicians, bands, and DJs while customers dine. Additionally, they are seeking the ability to host outdoor amplified sound in their parklet Monday through Friday, 4.30 p.m. to 10 p.m. and Saturday and Sunday, 5 to 10 p.m. Senior inspectors of Rena set an internal sound limit for the space, and we are recommending our standard outdoor sound limit uh, for their parklet. The applicant conducted outreach by letting all of their neighbors know about the application and there was no opposition. They also received four letters of support, which are all included in your file. SFPD Central Station included their standard monthly condition. And here to tell you more is manager Miho Kawaguchi, who is represented by Stefano Casalato. Good evening, commissioners. I have the privilege of being next to Miho, who's the manager of Roca Core. And Roca means a gathering place around the fire, and thus the Robotic Grill. Um, historically, the space once housed Cypress Club back in the late 80s, and they had about a 12-year run. Uh, people remember it was kind of a 40-style uh, de deco place. kind of cool, you know, and everything back then. And then it, it had a couple restaurants like Xenia and 500 Jackson. There were seafood restaurants and stuff like that. But... It's in really good hands right now. Roco Core has been there for the last decade, and they're just putting out really, really good robata and sushi, and has a great reputation. They also have a parklet outside, and it's nice to be first. Uh, when they went through the process, so with the indoor permit, they pretty much want to do the right thing because occasions they do have buyouts, and, and there may be some music with that. So we want to make sure that we're compliant. And then we wanted to create a vibe. Um, they have a really, really nice parklet outside. It's got plants and, and it's, it's gorgeous. Uh, to create an atmosphere that's, that matches the indoor. So the speakers will be you know, in, in the parklet itself. Um, they're next door to Kells, which is a bar. So there, that's a 48 license. Uh, it's a little more intense use next door. This will be more of a lower intensification use because it first and foremost they are a restaurant um, we also did a direct mail out to our nearby neighbors and then we visited and canvassed uh, that particular area has a lot of uh, commercial uh, in it so it's it's not a um, where there's people living above you or to the left or right of you or across the street um, which could be you know have some no uh, noise issues and stuff from time to time that's not going to be our case but we're here today here to answer any questions that you have hello thanks for coming in can you uh, share with us what type of music or entertainment you plan to do and what kind of uh, sound equipment do you have installed for outdoor, we have only small sono music uh, speakers, so very basic little background. And then for indoor, for the occasionally maybe once a year the most, um, if we um, some part, uh, the, the people who who request the party with the music, maybe we might have a little band, maybe two to three people. 
but that's it. Thank you. You're welcome. No concerns. I have no questions. Uh, so you can have a seat. We can discuss it. Comments? Motions? Uh, I move to approve with staff recommendations. Second. Right. Is there any public comment on this permit? No public comment. All right. We'll close public comment and we can vote. Vice President Blyman. Aye. Commissioner Perez. Aye. Commissioner Thomas. Aye. And Commissioner Wong. Aye. Congratulations. Been approved. Uh, you can follow up with us at your convenience and we'll move on to the next permit. Okay, so um, the next permit actually uh, will be postponed um, and hoping to have a hearing uh, on March, to, uh, March, so next month. Um, this is due to weather and some restructuring of the market and their environment. And um, this is for on the ground catering uh, DBA Friday night market on O'Farrell uh, between Fillmore and Steiner for a one-time outdoor event with extended duration. So the action would be to vote to uh, continue it to the next hearing. Do we have a motion to continue this to the next hearing? So moved. Second. Is there any public comment on continuing this to the next hearing? Good evening. Uh, is this on? Yeah. Good evening, commissioners. There's one hand raised in Zoom from Antonio. Um, so, so, Antonio, I'm going to bring you in to talk. May. May. I think that they weren't. We'll start with the, we've already started this, but if there's comments on this agenda item, we can ask the audience after. So. Oh, okay. Seems like so, Antonio, if you have public comment for this item, um, please speak in your three minutes. Uh, yes, so a uh, very short public comment. I live in the area, and um, I just wanted to say that I never receive any outreach about this event. Uh, I live in Fady and Fillmore. Uh, I'm, near, I'm nearby. In the bathroom, usually I can hear uh, the music coming from there. But uh, again, I never received any outreach from this event, um, nor the following event. So I'm going to do public comment on both of them. Uh, and I also wrote, uh, I mean, I've been in contact with uh, the commission, like Mei Liang, I've written to her too, uh, regarding this item, so she, uh, and maybe you are also aware. I understand that one of the reasons that this is in pushing because, uh, and also, I think last year it was also pushing because of that reason, because uh, it wasn't, there was no outreach to the neighbors. Um, so I'm talking about myself, but at the same time, I've also checked on next door with uh, other neighbors that live in several different places around this area, and none of them have reported any uh, outage. So I got six votes uh, from several different places around. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you, Antonio. Is there any public comment on this item? What, so we are we are on the Friday night market, which is on O'Farrell. Am I correct? Yes. Okay, which is on O'Farrell between Fillmore and Steiner. So if it's that item, then please step to the microphone, and you can line up or go one at a time. It's fine. And again, we are motioning to continue this to next hearing. So. 
Uh, my name's Elizabeth, and I'm the president of the condo association that has buildings on O'Farrell Street. Uh, we are really against this Friday night market for six or seven months of the year, every single Friday from 4 till 9 p.m. The music is blaring, it's loud, and people, the uh, buildings, Fillmore-centered buildings are very, very high, and the music reverberates. The, um, the, uh, the market puts big DJ vans with, and they put the speakers right outside on the sidewalk. People's windows are like three feet away, and we can't get any rest on a Friday night. We, every single Friday, it's blaring music. We have no problems for, you know, the, the um, restaurants to ha that have their trucks there. We have no problem. People have come up to the people who have the loud music and asked them to lower the decibels or stop it, and they say, oh, yes, yes, and they don't do anything. We call 311, nobody comes. So it's unbearable because we also have a, another Sunday market which has blaring music all afternoon also. And we have a farmer's market on Saturday. So that poor street, which is all residential, all, every single building is residential, with old people, with people who work night shifts, people who need sleep, children. Nobody can get any sleep all weekend for six months. It's crazy. And I think we need to limit the, the festivals that are appearing on our street. We have no problem with having it like once a month or you know whatever, but every single Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we're going crazy. So I just ask you to try to limit this and to stop the music from blaring every single Friday and every single Sunday. Thank you. Thank you for your comment. Good evening, commissioners. I know you have a pretty hard job with entertainment and music. I am the executive director of Brothers for Change, um, neighbor, resident, live, entrepreneur, everything for 50 years now in the Fillmore. Um, I run the Sunday Marketplace. Uh, we've had your staff come out there, do decimal readings and everything. Just on the ISCOT meeting, we agreed that we'll do the first and third Sunday It's not mine? Not yet. Okay, well, she's supposed to. Okay. Yeah, I'll invite you up when it's ready. Thank you. Um, and I think there's. Yes. Is this for Friday yeah. night market? Yeah, Friday night. Yeah. Okay, great. Hi, my name is Adrian, and I live across the street from the Friday night market. And I just want to echo the sentiments of the woman who previously spoke about how uh, loud it is, uh, not only um, during the, uh, the time that they're actually doing the night market, but what it does is it attracts people that continue that party through the night. And like she was saying, they have these big vans with speakers in them. And the, the party goes till midnight, one in the morning sometimes, and it's literally shaking our walls. And uh, again, um, there's a whole um, next door group that has formed around the noise that continues after these night markets. And we all, we call 311 hundreds of times. Um, we call the police non-emergency hotline. Uh, actually, the captain at the Fillmore District uh, office, he gave us his personal cell phone number so that we can let him know 
when the, the music goes past the time, I actually um, have my own decibel meter. And I've gone around there uh, even after. And maybe it's not the, the people who put on the Friday night market themselves, but it's the crowd that comes to attend that market. They stay and they party afterwards. And I've registered anywhere from 90 to 92 decibels from more than 100 feet away. And it's um, and like the previous woman was saying, it's really difficult to sleep sometimes when we have uh, young children and the walls are like boom, 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 boom. And then, um, yeah, so that's um, my sentiment. And I know that, uh, like Antonio said previously, he's um, also part of the online group that has formed, which uh, I will say has given us a, a little bit more sense of community in the area, because when we start to realize how many, just how many people this is being affected, and and we all live next door to each other, and it's so it's kind of cool that we're starting to get to know each other in that way. But uh, under um, this circumstance, is uh, a little disappointing. But uh, that's um, my sentiment. Thank you. Thank you. Any more comments before we vote? Okay. Oh. Somebody else raised. Okay. <laughs> All right, we have a hand raised. Um, a couple of hands raised again. Okay. All right. Um, uh, Dove or Dove, I'm going to bring you in to talk. Um, if you can he hear us, please unmute yourself, and you have three minutes. Okay. Yes. Thank you very much. I um, I just wanted to echo what the previous two people have said about the the noise level. Um, I live on O'Farrell Street, um, right outside the market, and Friday nights, the decibel level is so loud that when you're walking down the street, I actually had to have to cover my ears, and I go to concerts all the time. I go to hardly strictly bluegrass and every year, and it's never been that loud. It actually, it would bother my ears. And to echo what the gentleman was saying, things on my shelf in my home, on my mantle, are shaking from the volume, from the uh, reverberations. I did ask the organizer one time to um, adjust the volume. He agreed that he would do so, and, but he never did. And I have, I, had no, I have no recourse but not to be there, to be at my house on Friday nights, I'm driven out of the neighborhood. And uh, so thank you, it's a real shame because I do believe in bringing the neighborhood together and events like this um, mean something to me that we're reaching out to people in the neighborhood in this way, but it's the volume that needs to be addressed. Thank you. Thank you. All right, more comments? Yes, we have one more person with their hand raised, Anne, from Zoom. And if you can hear us, please unmute yourself, and you have three minutes. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, I just wanted to also um, echo what's been said about the noise level on O'Farrell. Um, it's absolutely um, untenable if you're trying to stay home. I think um, I also want to... Yeah, I think it's 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 lovely to have the community together, but it's not clear to me why um, it has to. The music has to be so loud, and um, it's also 
you know, week after week, it, it doesn't really draw that many people. Um, and so you have this incredibly loud music and there's, you know, sometimes there's like 10, 15 people there. And um, it's like inconveniencing an entire neighborhood so that just a, a handful of people can gather, which doesn't feel very um, fair in some way. And I also think that um, I also don't understand why um, it's every Friday. Um, I wouldn't want that the that level of volume any Friday, but to have it every Friday and then followed by the Saturday, um, as the as Elizabeth was saying, having it followed then by a Saturday, a Sunday also being taken up um, and the street being blocked off and there being music. It it just. Um, it doesn't really seem fair to the residents on the street. So that's all. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. No all more right. public comment. For all this right. Item. We'll close public comment for this item and uh, we can vote now on whether or not to move this to a later. Yes. Next. Great. Uh, Vice President Blyman. Aye. Commissioner Perez. Aye. Commissioner Thomas. Aye. And Commissioner Wong. Aye. All right. That one has been continued, and we'll move on to the next one, which appears to be related. Yes. Okay. So this is item I um, for Brothers for Change, um, DBA Soulful Sundays on O'Farrell between Fillmore and Steiner. It's the same street. This is for their one-time outdoor event permit to host outdoor entertainment and amplified sound with extended duration. They originally have asked for February 18th to October 27th of this year for every other Sunday, the first and third Sundays between 11 and 5. So this applicant is coming back this year for their one-time outdoor event permit with extended duration. They received an approval from their for their SFMTA share spaces street closure last month. And during their ISCOT meeting, neighbors shared their concerns about noise for this event. So at the end of their item, the applicant and neighbors came to a compromise. They will be hosting entertainment every other Sunday. Northern Station has no issues with this permit. For outreach, they passed out uh, our template letter to neighboring businesses and the Fillmore Center, which have residential homes in the area. A representative from the Fillmore Center did tell me they were notified, but that the template letter was not filled out with any of the event information and didn't have information about their hearing date. I did not receive a copy of the letter when asked for it from the applicant. In the permit packet, you will see that they took pictures of the locations they did outreach to. I've also included a copy of what was passed out in the permit, uh, in the permit packet, the letter that was part filled out and some postcards that their event about their events uh, in February. Since the issuance of their extended duration permit last year for the first time, we have received six 311 complaints pertaining to excessive noise. Inspectors set a sound limit for them last year, uh, which is included in the conditions, um, but they continue to have complaints afterwards. Due to this information, Steph recommends that the applicant redo their outreach to the neighborhood with the correct information to allow feedback from the community in the area. During this time, uh, we allow the event at the discretion of the executive director for a trial period of two Sundays, February 18th and March 3rd, 2024. They can then return for the March 5th, 2024 hearing for further conditioning and discussion about approval for the event moving forward with the schedule of allowing entertainment for the first and third Sundays of each month, starting on March 17th to October 27th. 2024. So here to speak with you this evening um, is Eric Edgerly from Brothers for Change. 
got me back. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we did have an agreement, like the, you know, at the ISCOT. And I'm, I'm, I'm quite confused because we've done all the outreach for the ISCOT. We've done all the outreach for the Entertainment Commission. I, I'm just playing. The, the Fillmore Center is a bad neighbor. You have a management company. You have a management company. Then you have a a different management company for the businesses. I've been to the Fillmore Center over 50 times trying to meet with the manager. We first started this market uh, about 10 years ago when London Breed was our supervisor. We started on Friday nights. At that time, the Fillmore Center allowed us to use the plaza for music and entertainment. It was a different management company at the time. So then we thought about after the pandemic, we said we want to help boost the economics and everything to come back. That's when we came to the, the Entertainment Commission where you guys were helping boost businesses and things like that for entertainment and outside and shared streets. So we continued it and we're continuing trying to build up economic development in the Fillmore on our corridor that has been beyond 50 years. We've been trying to rebuild the Fillmore. Those that are just coming in, just, you know, uh, not understanding the historical value of the neighborhood. I know it's a lot to deal with the Friday, the Saturday, and the Sunday. Unfortunately, that was built on Juneteenth land, where the Fillmore Center since where people stay at right now. That was our Juneteenth land. That was our entertainment zone. So I don't know how do we rectify this issue because it's not just O'Farrell Street. We've had complaints about the West Bay Community Center. We've had complaints about the Fillmore Heritage Center. We have a problem in the Fillmore with people moving in in an entertainment district and complaining about the entertainment when you're moving in the entertainment district. So I just don't know how to go back and outreach to the same people where we agreed. I even said, okay, let's do first and third Sunday. So us going back out to outreach to the same people that are here and same people that complain, we can have an agreement. What else do we need to do? Questions? I have a question for staff, I think. Um, which, so it sounds like, I mean, what we've got in front of us is the Friday night and the Sunday, and it sounds like there's also a Saturday event on the same block. Yeah, so this is a little bit of context and history, is that last year was the first time we did the extended duration for both the Friday night markets for and for the Sunday Soulful Sundays, which is this permit, and then on Saturdays is also the farmer's market. And so last year, um, there was an event every single day, every weekend on that street. Um, and so we realized that, and now this year we're trying to figure out a way to best balance that a little bit more. I think that's where some of the complaints from the neighbors are coming from, is that it was every single day of every weekend. Um, and so um, Eris did agree to have it every other Sunday at the ISCOT hearing, and that's what I'm bringing forward today. Um, I have not yet spoken with the person with uh, Friday Night Market about that yet, but um, I did tell them a little bit about the neighborhood concerns and that's why part of the reason why they're moving is because they're trying to reshuffle their entertainment reshuffle how the friday night market works um so they're needing a little bit more time for that um but yeah that's the context yeah got it and then does the saturday farmers market also have a permit 
They did have a permit, um, but majority of the, um, and actually I think they're applying again this year for the same thing, um, but they don't get as many complaints. It's a farmer's market, so the music isn't, isn't very loud. It's yeah, like a farmer's market yeah, situation. Just like we generally don't take into account sort of different events by different entities, but it sounds like there's a significant impact on the neighborhood by having it's on the same street. I mean I can see how having Friday Saturday and Sunday all on the same block would would be a lot right and they've all been closed every so that street has been closed because they've all gotten approval from the for street closures from SFMTA right right and I also I'm hearing what you're saying about the Fillmore Center used to you know that plaza would be a nice place to be able to do all of this and not being able to activate the plaza and the park and everything um i mean the streets are what you have left but i guess my question is to what extent in terms of thinking about the impact of these this event i feel like we can't just take in isolation the one event we need to be taking into consideration all, you know, the Friday, the Saturday, and the Sunday, and certainly in terms of impact on the neighbors. And so what's the guidance from staff on how we should best kind of think about all three of these things together, especially if the farmer's market is also going to be coming in front of us? Like, Yeah. I think um, Deputy Director Azevedo had one thing to add just relative to uh, enforcement for uh, some background before we dig into that. Echoing the comments from the neighbors regarding the Friday night market, I did want to confirm and verify that the sound from the van, we have experienced that firsthand and witnessed it, and it is unrelated to the Friday night market, but it's like on the periphery. And so it is an individual who is not part of the market, who is not holding a permit from our office. It's technically like just someone in the, with, with equipment in the back of their vehicle, but it's a full DJ setup. And it's very, very loud. And we've had interactions with them. Northern Station has had interactions with them. This individual has been an ongoing, um, like they've set up around the Fillmore, not just the Friday night market, but we don't permit them. So many of the complaints are in fact being pinned on the Friday night market, but it's not the active, it's not the um, permit holder who's doing it. So it's a, it's a very uh, gray area because we don't have control over that. And when PD has gone out, it's not been very successful in getting them to turn their, their DJ equipment down. So it has been a tricky thing to navigate. Um, the Friday night market and Eris's events, they both have sound limits that inspectors have gone out and set um, in accordance with our police code. But it's really tricky for the Friday night market to adhere to their limit when someone is like right next door playing extremely loud music. Yeah. 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 Unrelated. And then, uh, relative to, you know, frequency for these events, I think obviously MTA is going to approve what they approve separate from us. So they may approve, you know, the use of the street for these activities on a weekly basis for each of these events, but you all have the capacity to regulate with less, uh, frequency in terms of how much entertainment is happening there. And so it sounds like, uh, he's amenable to, you know, twice a month. I think that it would be smart to at least decide on which days those are. Is it the first and third, um, the second and fourth, for example? And then um, 
I'm not quite sure if, you know, this is the forum to take in other neighbor feedback on like the frequency, but I do think that it should be fair. And so those were the conversations that uh, May was hoping to have with the Friday night market as well to see if they would match a twice monthly frequency. And then in terms of like neighbor preference and, and event producer preference, would they want those the Friday and the Sunday to occur on the same weekend so that you're only impacted two weekends out of the month? Or would you rather have a Friday than a Sunday, a Friday than a Sunday? So it's every weekend, but it's only four days instead of yeah. eight. Yeah, um, and and I, not I, counting the, the farmer's market, which again, it's not the same in terms of like the um, level of entertainment activity, but if you wanted in fairness to limit them to only twice a month, that would be up to you as well. Right, right. Yeah, I just, I want us to, and I appreciate your willingness to compromise on this. I don't want us to like approve the ones that won't compromise at four and the person who's like, you know, stepping forward to, to engage and limit them. I want us to be fair across all three of these <coughs> events. So, but and it sounds like some of that conversation is is underway. Um, I just want there to be some equity across all yeah. of the all us of the too. different mm -hmm. events. So, yeah. Thank you. I have also a question for the staff. Um, I think part of the concern from the neighbors is really the just the volume of the sound, right? Have you experienced soulful Sundays to be in compliance for the most part, or? If I, if I recall correctly, we actually set their limit on their last activation. So we haven't seen them in operation since, because you, you did uh, stop for the rainy season. Yes. Right. So I don't have, we do have, did set a limit, but I can't confirm if they, we verified compliance because I do believe it was right as they went into their pause. Okay. Can I ask you a quick question? What type of entertainment do you plan to do for your activation? Is well, we have uh, live bands, we have, uh, more so uh, than just a DJ music. We have live performances. Uh, so live cultural performances, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, I understand. She's actually Hi, good evening, everyone. I'm actually, I do live music. And I was at one of the events, and... Um, I don't know what the little thing is called, but they did check our levels to make sure. And, you know, we're not a DJ. I, it's a full band, but we were okay. The lady came out very respectfully, you know, so just to make sure our levels was in compliance. So, and we got through the whole, we had an hour set. Okay, great. I, I have a question. Are, do you know this person with the van who's setting up? Yeah, they, I do. Because yes. they're 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 causing a lot of problems for your event right now, right? Well, and if they're just blasting <laughs> music and you're getting blamed for it, that's 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 got to be annoying for you to to have to take the fall for something they're doing, right? Well, it's more of a. Uh, it started off um, just on a Friday night, uh, you know, marketplace on the van. Um, it's not really on Sundays. It's just he started on Friday nights, and um, he actually got a grant from the city to produce this van. So uh, he is a fellow member of the Fillmore and received a grant to produce this van. But but still, if know. they're if they're just blasting music, 
I, I wonder know, if it was the grant though would have required him to like do it as a part of an event with a permit. And that's my only concern because this person does DJ at your events too, right? So well, he does do it as a part of an right. event. Well, I welcomed him to come here tonight. He's been, uh, well, I've been welcomed to try to get an understanding on his levels and everything he can plan. He's not the only DJ that we hire, but he doesn't leave when he does. He's done our event one time. Mm. He takes the music out of the van, takes the, the speakers out mm. of the van, and actually sets up as a DJ for us. That's great. So we hire local performances, local DJs all throughout the community. And, you know... Um, I, I understand that. Right. The, the, the issue is that if this person is then playing after hours, after your event, and is either not a part of your event or kind of tangentially a part of your event. And then the neighbors are mixing everything together while you may be in compliance. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's actually an interesting question. It's like, it's not your fault if people come and do things that are, I mean, illegal in the sense playing without a permit, but on the same, in the same vein, you know, as event producers, we are kind of responsible. I mean, I've put on a lot of events for the behavior of people who, who come. However, if your event is over and that person's sticking around and you're getting blamed for it, and now you have to answer to us and answer to these neighbors who are, are clearly, you know, th that's not easy for them to have thumping music until the wee hours of the morning. And then you're, you know, and then it's falling on you to have to explain it away. That's, that doesn't seem, I, if I were in your position, I would be, I would be kind of, I, I would be trying my best to tell that person to go set their fricking van up somewhere else. Cause you're trying to put on a business here essentially, right? Like, uh, and, and make it, make it work. And that's causing you problems. That's. Well, I understand what you're saying, but. I can confirm that once our event is over, everybody's gone. If you're still in the neighborhood down the street blasting your music, that has nothing to do with me. No, and, and that's what I'm saying. So I, that's what I, I'm saying. I, so I, I can't tell anybody not to do it. In many ways, I, I, I agree with you. Right. right? Like, it, however, you know, if the person is somewhat related to your van, you've hired them before, and they're setting up right next to you, it's not technically your problem. I mean, that's really a problem for PD. It's not even something that we manage, right? right? We, we uh, we don't do street sound. We 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 focus on businesses and whether or not they have a permit to to produce. But the police obviously are are uh, stressed right now and are probably unable to respond in time. And and they, they have their own issues. I, I'm just wondering, and I'm, I, I really don't have an answer for this. But if I were in your shoes, I, I I could imagine myself being very frustrated with that person because you're the one having to answer for it, right? Like even though it's not your fault. Right. And so it's just kind of, I, I really don't have an answer for it. I'm just, I'm just, right. no, I hear your you. thoughts I hear are you. on it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just saying he, there, there's a mini park on Fillmore street that uses him. The police were just out there dancing with him the other night to his music. So it's just, it's a community. <laughs> I yeah. mean, you know, he plays all over. Like I said, he got the equipment grant from the city and unfortunately maybe the city didn't uh, teach him on what to do with your music and your sound coming by the entertainment commission, all that type of stuff. They just gave him the money. He bought the equipment and don't know what else to do. So do you, you think know. there's any way if you have enough of a relationship, is there any way to, to chat with him and ask him to like hold, hold back on your events specifically? Cause you're trying to, you're trying to, you're trying to make this succeed and it's 
clearly causing issues, right? And as 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 much as it's his right to go and do that, and maybe it's not his right, and it's not yours, but it it is affecting you, right? Well, our main thing is to hire local bands to bring live music back. So totally, totally. I've, uh, I've just occasionally you. we might yeah. hire a DJ, but our main focus is bringing live bands, entertainment, live live yeah. music. Yeah. Because yeah. um, because again, I, what I'm hearing from the neighbors is is not. I, I, frequency, I mean, we can talk about frequency from for whether or not we allow music, but that we can't really affect the frequency uh, of events that that MTA that, that's not that, that's above our pay grade here. Right. So right. They, they, they make their decisions and we have they don't often don't consult us when they do that. Right. Right. Uh, so but what I'm hearing is exactly what Commissioner Perez said, which is the, the volume issues. And if you're in compliance and you're, you know, the the success of your event is bringing other people who aren't in compliance are kind of acting in in their way of party, which may be a little louder than than you're able to. You know, I would I would there, you kind of do have a responsibility, even though you kind of don't. Right. It's just it's kind of like this this gray area in between. But um, so can I ask? And I know I don't know if you guys have the ability or to say or not. Can we have an education? somebody from staff to come out to the Fillmore and I will make sure that the different DJs, the music genres are in there and they can learn about the permits and the levels and things like that. I'll offer my services to make sure that happens. So I'm, I'm okay with that in principle. I'd have to talk to our staff. It's just, you know, it's, 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 it, it falls on the permit operator to make, to do that education. <laughs> yeah, I, but if you're not, but if you're not, if you're not there yet where you feel comfortable making that education to, to them, then I think we could definitely offer our services to help you to understand it fully and, and completely so that you can then pass that information along. Because we have, you know, hundreds and hundreds of permits that our inspectors are going to and our staff is overwhelmed with all the music and, and nightlife. So we can't just but I, I don't see. Well, at one time there was a partnership with uh doing events in the film or there was a partnership with the entertainment commission. Yeah. And I, again, I, you know, so, again, I, you know, I, I'm saying that, that education is really important and, right. and, the, and it's really important that who's ever has this, this permit from us really knows this stuff inside and out. And so whether you're a club or you're a, you're an outdoor event, like, you know, everybody, but, and so getting you to that place, I think is, is really, but I'm important. just talking about overall people yeah. doing events and things like that. It's a training you know, that your staff could maybe possibly do. I mean, possibly, just, possibly. not just me. Possibly. You know. But I just mean it for your specific situation, right? <laughs> like if, you know, it is, it does fall on the permit holder. That's what a permit is, right? Oh. That's, 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 that's the joy of running events, right? Okay. It all falls on your, your shoulders, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Man. I have a but question I for you. <laughs> and I, I want to really commend to the spirit of compromise in which you came into this with the community members. And I know it's really frustrating having to deal with the fallout of some other third party. Um, if you're looking at every other Sunday, do you prefer first and third or second and fourth? Or do you I, I don't not have, have a preference? Either one is okay one with is you. September. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I feel comfortable moving forward with their compromise now as long as we apply this equally with other applicants. Let's see if any, any more questions for the permit 
Well, there, okay, you can have a seat okay, while, we, while we talk can this I over. Yeah, please. Um, as far as being a member of the band when we performed, we performed on a Sunday, but it was, um, we had an hour performance, but it was from 12 to 1. So I don't know about the night thing, but I know it was like reasonable. Yeah, I think that's um, the issue is I think things are continuing at night that are not real, ne not necessarily, okay. they're not, not sanctioned by the event and they're not a part of the event, but I think that they're getting kind of conflated with the event. And, okay. and, it, it, and so that's a problem. But as and, far as the people that was around that was kind of walking, I personally, me and um, our, my band members, we had good feedback. Yeah, no, I've, I've, the, been, to, I've the, been to these events. They're, they're uh -oh, fantastic. Okay. They're, they're awesome. It's just, you know, if, if they're attracting a bunch of people and then people are sticking around and blasting music, it's, a, it's an open question. It's like, you know, how do you manage that with limited resources? So I, I understand what you're saying. Thank you for Thank your you. time. Thank you. Can I yes, please. Yeah. Quick. Um, I've been to three of these events. My name is Mark Alexander. I live in the uh, Tenderloin. And all With three of the events, holder. that van was not present. Okay. It was this gentleman here. Uh, he plays nice R&B and conscious music. And so, like you say, I think the neighbors are conflating. Um, the Sunday event with the Friday event. And so uh, as a as an African American, you know, I've been here for a year and a half in San Francisco. And the um, population here for black people was very low. So it's a blessing to have this event for me. And it would be a shame, you know, if uh, it was taken away. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, I think, you know, I think the goal is to figure out how we can support the event and make sure that it continues, but also figuring out how to minimize the sort of other impacts on the neighbors, which it sounds like much of which is not coming from what you're actually organizing, but coming from either people unaffiliated with your group who are there later or at other times. So. Um, I would like us to figure out how we can move forward. I know there were some, there were also outreach concerns, um, but figure out how we can move forward and support this, um, especially with the willingness to sort of compromise on the timing. And then when we get to the Friday night market, also get them to the same place. Um, and then it sounds like there's also an issue of both of people staying later and on the side. Um, which is kind of out of our purview, but figuring out what we can, what levers we might have to help mitigate some of that impact on the neighbors. I think so. And then I think so. We we heard from the permit applicant, and there's going to be a chance. I, I think you're related to. The, are you uh, are you part of part of the event? Um, I, I, uh, so oftentimes for us, because we've spoken to the actual applicant, then we'll give you a chance to speak. But it'll be during the public comment, which is coming up right in a minute here. Okay. All right, so I heard a motion, uh, but I'm not sure we fully okay. discussed it yet. What was the motion? We didn't motion. Oh, yet. she said she was ready to ready. possibly <laughs> motion. Should we do yeah. public comment first? No, they do the motion usually. We'll do the motions first. We started doing motions, and so okay. I like to continue it. Sure. So there's a continuity in our process. Sure. And so the, the motion, we've got language from staff. Um, specifically about the timing. Right, but I believe, May, correct me if I'm wrong, but you had set up the staff recommendation for just 
the um, the next two Sundays, correct? Yeah, so to clarify, the recommendation was to approve this permit for two Sundays on a trial period and then have them come back next month to see if we want to continue them all the way up to October. That was the recommendation. Right, but you but can motion something else. Yeah. Um, no, I think that I would like to move forward with that if we've got... So that would require them to come to the March 5th hearing again, to be clear. Which, and the, is that the same time that the Friday night market folks are also going to be here? Hopefully, yeah. That's the hope, yeah. Hope plans. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, I sort of, I feel like in terms of trying to um, treat these, both the Friday and the Sunday equitably, having them both at the same hearing would be a little easier on staff, I think, or on us as commissioners to be able to do it together. Does that... I'm okay with it. Right. Um, and is that okay with you, sir, to come back in March? Give You get the permit now for the next two, give you some time to do more outreach, and then come back in March? Yeah, I'm fine, whatever. Yes, I'm, I'm willing. But, yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right. So we've had a lot of people, myself included, saying we're fine with this. <laughs> <laughs> so then I would like to make a motion um, to move forward with the staff recommendations of um, the uh, permits for the next two activations and then come back on March 5th for the ongoing permit. Is there a second? Seconded. All right. So now we will hear from the public. So if you're in the room and you'd like to speak on this, uh, please step to the microphone. Thank you, Commissioner. Um, I'd like to say I want to keep in context the historic name of the Fillmore, which is the Fillmore Jazz District, which implies that there's going to be some entertainment there. That's the historic Jazz District, which implies there's going to be music there. Since I, I've been living in the Fillmore since 1999, and I'm also a business owner in the Fillmore as well. So, you know, and I'm also uh, working collaboration with uh, Reverend Ayers and Brothers for Change for the event as well. Very mindful, we're very respectful of the community. Uh, we take it as our ownership of our community, so we don't want to be just disrespectful for the neighbors that's out there as well. But we got to, you know, keep in mind this is an entertainment district. So when we have people that move in this district that don't know the uh, history of the district, that's what it is. So. It's to be expected on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. These are entertainment nights. As long as it's not, uh, how should I say, you know, uh, uncomfortable volumes, then there's nothing wrong with having a little bit of entertainment. You have a you have a jazz club right adjacent to the former the the Fillmore uh, Jazz Jazz. I mean, excuse me, the uh, Fillmore Center. Excuse me. So you know, keep in mind that we got to keep in the history that this is the jazz district, which implies there's going to be some entertainment. There's a nightlife up and down that corridor. As you already know, there's many bars, many restaurants, etc. So we're not here to, uh, you know, make an inconvenience for, our, for our, our community, our neighbors. We're here to enhance it. We're here to bring uh, business, foot traffic in the community. We're here to showcase the, the talent. This is one of the sisters that's in the band. So it's also a showcase for people that's inside the community to show their 
arts and their and what they have to offer into the community. So I'm, I'm asking you and I'm pleading with everybody here that sits here, don't restrict that because the Fillmore has been dead even before the COVID and we're trying to just bring it back by bringing in traffic, you know, by bringing in uh, business, by showcasing the talent that's in the community. So all we're asking is for to keep uh, open mind for us to uh, work. And when they came, when the commissioner came out, I was there on a couple of occasions when the, uh, you know, the uh, inspector came and we, you know, was very cordial and we, we kept our word and, you know, we can't be held accountable for people that's not associated with us. Thank you so much. And I just want to add that, um, like I said, I've only been there a few times and they shut down pretty much at like six or seven. And I think I heard a neighbor say that on Friday there was a noise until like midnight or whatever. That's not Sunday. Sunday, it's, uh, I don't know, like noon to like five or six. And so I understand that, you know, if there is noise till uh, midnight or whatever, that is a problem. But that's not Sunday. And I think they're lumping everything together. And like I said, when I was there, there was no van that was this gentleman here playing his conscious music. And I just want to make that clear. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, yes. Hi, my name is Gail Hart. I'm born and raised in the Fillmore. I am now an entrepreneur of the G's Freeze because of growing up in the Fillmore. Fillmore is everything to me. Uh, we used, I learned how to play the trumpet on Fillmore and O'Farrell Street. Um, I just want to say, um, like this brother said, that we don't have nothing to do with the Friday, so please don't combine us together. Um, I do a lot of youth events um, with, with our business. Um, just keep that in mind. Um, when I was on Friday, I did talk to a lot of inspectors. He tried my product and everything was fine. <laughs> but Sunday is totally different than Friday. So just keep that in mind. Uh, we want to bring more our culture back in the Fillmore. We want to welcome our neighbors at the Fillmore Center, the other restaurants, and everybody who come through on the 22 and everybody. So we would love for y'all to come and be a part of what we're trying to bring back to the Fillmore. So just please keep that in mind. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, my name's Elizabeth, and I've lived in the Fillmore for over 40 years, and I have been to all of these events, and we are not, I don't live in the Fillmore, I live in a condominium on the same street, and I love what the Fillmore District is doing, and I love all of the events. The problem that we're focusing on is loud, screeching DJ music. I love the bands that come, I love the uh, you know, the, on Sundays, it's really nice because the food trucks are there and it's pretty quiet uh, when they have a band. So we have no problem. None of the residents have a problem. What they have a problem is anytime the DJ comes, the decibel level is 100 plus, and that's the big problem. So I just wanted to, to focus that we love the Sunday and even the Friday, but the Fridays are, we're not talking about right now. So thank you. 
Maybe. I know the neighborhood. Hi, uh, my name is Adrian again, and uh, I really appreciate the compromise coming from you know the permit requesting uh, group and and the, everybody here about you know maybe doing it every other Sunday, something like that, which is totally cool. And uh, I'm a musician myself. I'm a musician by trade. I've been living in this city and performing at events exactly like this for like 20 years plus. And, uh, you know, all around the Fillmore and everything. And, I, and one of the reasons I moved to the area is because it's a, it's a hotbed of music activity and everything. But, um, you know, as much as I love, and the bands are great on Sundays. Um, but it is like six hours of solid volume. So like I think it's like 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. or something like that. It's it's like it's it's a solid chunk of the day. So you know after like a uh, I mean I go over and check it out you know because some of the bands are great you know and um, so you know I'll go check it out I'll be like okay this is cool and you know and after like I'll see one band then uh, then I'll go home and you know relax have some lunch and then another band and another band and it's just it's a solid six hours. You know and then and then to combine that with the events that happen after afterwards, which are not, you know, not these guys' fault at all. But it is, uh, it is intertwined in the sense that they show up for the event and, and, it, and it continues way into the night. But, um, but yeah, so then it turns from six hour of volume to like 10 or 12 hours of volume. And, um, and again, there's a whole, it's, it's crazy that the community has come together like this in so many different ways because because yeah, the music brings people together, but also when we're trying to like, okay, we're trying to actively live our lives in the neighborhood as well, and you know that part of the community comes together, and uh, it's cool to see you know people interacting and everything. And this is the discourse that we need in this town to really kind of uh, you know bring all that stuff back to life. And um, you know the the Fillmore has historically had so many great jazz clubs, and I wish that there was more jazz clubs opening so that we can uh, have performances like this, you know, moving indoors so that those places can be rocking and popping again like they once were. And uh, I'm all for that too. But again, it's it, it's the the length of time. Like I think we can all handle it for like you know for a few hours is fine. But but when it gets to like six hours, seven hours, ten hours. And then it just becomes, it's, it's a lot. And, um, and again, I'm a musician by trade. I've been uh, performing in this town for over 20 years at all of the street fairs, uh, events, Japantown, Fillmore, uh, you know, Bayview, Tenderloin, all, everywhere. I've been performing everywhere for 20 plus years. And, and so it's a, it's a part of my livelihood as well. Um, so uh, that's uh, my comments. Thank you. Thank you. Moving to online. All right. So we have two hands raised on Zoom. First person is Monique. Monique, if you can hear us, please unmute yourself. And you have three minutes. Yes, thank you. I would like to thank um, the commissioners for giving us the opportunity to speak up on this issue. Um, I am born and raised in the Fillmore. I've been there all my life. Fillmore has been known for as the historical jazz society. As a matter of fact, it's called Fillmore 
Historical Jazz Society, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Fillmore had been decimated, and they had taken all of that away, the Harlem of the West, all of the history and everything. <clears throat> Fillmore has always been known for entertainment and music. Now, I understand the neighbors and everyone, and thank you for giving us the opportunity to compromise, but like I want to also remind everybody that it is known as the entertainment district, Fillmore Heritage District. And I just wanted to say that, and please, the loud music and everything that you hear has nothing to do with Sunday, our Sunday event. Thank you. Thank you, Monique. Next person in the queue is Antonio V. Antonio, if you can hear me, uh, please unmute yourself, and you have three minutes. All right, thank you. Yeah, so I wanted to talk first about, about noise and second about outage. outage. Uh, so first about noise. Uh, so I, from what I hear in the conversation, I think there are things that are being uh, conflated. So I think that here we have both the events, the Friday night market and the Soulful Sundays, both uh, create a, a, a very high level of bonding, especially for the people who are right next to it. Uh, and the van, it's another problem because it usually happens outside of, of those playing hours. But both of them, uh, there are problems with both of them. It's not, we cannot, like, for example, say that uh, the van is a problem and that the other events are being blamed for the van. That's not true. I mean, there are problems with all of them. So that's the first thing I wanted to, to uh, make clear. And second, uh, it's about outreach. Uh, so far, uh, nobody has, uh, nobody, I mean, personally, as a neighbor, I never received a letter about it. I, I'm an idiot Fillmore, I live in the Fillmore Heritage. And, uh, and that's what I, I'm, I'm not seeing from the commission that they really, I mean, I, for me, it's not obvious to me that anybody is actually verifying that neighbors are getting a letter, that neighbors are actually aware. I'm not even sure why neighbors are here in this meeting. I personally, the, the reason I'm in this meeting is because like, one time I went to the SFPD, uh, an officer told me about the Entertainment Commission authorizing these events, and then I started to go to the internet, and then finally I understood why these events kept popping out around me. But I had absolutely no idea where they were coming from. And so from my point of view, uh, well, I bought an apartment there, I pay my property taxes, the, the city raised my taxes, my apartment goes down in value, and I also, they are showing events in my neighborhood and they, they don't even bother to send me a letter. So I, I really, I mean, I'm really at a loss and I, and I don't understand why also the, the commission is, is considering approving something when there's no evidence that any neighbor, actual, I'm talking about actual neighbors, I'm not talking about the administration of some building. Those people typically don't live there. The ones that live there are not being reached to. And so I, I I really, I really beg this commission to do the, to verify that an actual neighbor, that the people from the Fillmore Center are actually getting something. You don't know how much time we spend with people from the Fillmore Center turning around, trying to find a solution on, on how to solve this problem. And these people, I, I assure you that these people would have been the first in this meeting, but they had no idea that it was working this way because nobody was doing the output outreach to the output and, uh, the people who are actually suffering the effects. 
So I think that the process of the commission as it is right now is fundamentally broken in that sense because there's no verification at all that actual neighbors, people living in the uh, neighborhood. Unfortunately, are, your time is up. Your three minutes is up. Thank you so much for your public comment. All right. Is there more public comment? All right. So um, we don't have to vote yet. Now that we've heard public comment, we can make some some comments. Uh, you know, I do very strongly feel that this Sunday event is not necessarily the main source of the issues. However, I think the uh, permit um, applicant has very graciously uh, offered to accept this compromise for the time being. And so I'm okay voting for it uh, as is, as the motions are. However, I do think on March 5th, when they do come back, that we wouldn't need to re-examine whether or not it should be every other weekend for, for the Sunday event specifically and take a look at the Friday event and kind of have a more nuanced conversation when we have everybody in the room. So that's kind of where my head's at. Are we also um, permitting the Saturday entertainment? The farmer's market? That's I was wondering um, if we can bring them all. They have submitted an application, and they're um, tentatively scheduled to come for the the third Tuesday of March, and whatever. That, okay. Oh, then the, the following. The 19th, yeah. Is it possible to bring them all together in the same meeting? I can ask, yeah. If, if you think that's going to be helpful, yeah, I can. Yeah. yeah. It would be great if I we could get them all scheduled. We would also love to get them all on the same phone call, if possible, in advance. Yeah. Great, thank you. Yeah, thank you. If staff can do that, I know that's part of your job, but I also know that's a lot to coordinate, so thank you. Um, yeah. And I, I just, uh, you know, a lot of people have commented on the, you know, the Fillmore's both present and history with jazz, and I think, you know, anytime there's something from the Fillmore in front of the city and county of San Francisco, we have to be mindful of the um, destruction that redevelopment did in the Fillmore district and what the, what I feel like the city and county of San Francisco owes to both the African-American community in the city and in the Fillmore in particular, including um, supporting the entertainment there. So I think that's another thing to keep in mind as we talk about this. Absolutely. And just hearing from all the different commenters and from all of you here today, I see the immense value that this event brings to the neighborhood on Sundays. Um, and it is sounding like most of the complaints ha are perhaps not even related to your event at all. But this just gives us a little time to sort through it and get it all straightened out for you all at the next meeting. I still think somebody needs to tell the guy with the van to just go a few blocks <laughs> down the road because he's screwing this up for everybody. <laughs> we have definitely tried to talk to him on multiple occasions about that. Um, yeah, that would be helpful. Um, sorry, that we're uh, just because we're Brown Act required, we can't have a, a, a dialogue with the, with the, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, we can talk uh, after the meeting. We, you can chat with one of us individually or the, or the um, um, all right. So the, the motion stand. Yes. Okay. We can vote. Great. Uh, Vice President Blyman? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Wong? Aye. All right. Moving on. I would say congratulations, but I don't think it feels like that right <laughs> now. So um, moving along. Okay. I'll, uh, I can jump right in.
You ready? Yeah, go for it, Dylan. Okay. So the next item on the regular agenda is an amendment to a one-time outdoor event permit from Civic Center CBD to continue activating Fulton Plaza on a daily basis from February 8th through August 31st of this year for the hours of 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. The CBD would like to host music ensembles, DJs, poetry readings, and pre-recorded music to encourage local and visitor traffic in the plaza and to create a sort of bridge between the new UN Plaza activations as well as the playgrounds and cafe in the Civic Center Plaza. They're requesting daily hours to allow for the flexibility to host performances at various times within this window and will be working with various programming partners. You'll see in your folder their initial permit application, their neighborhood outreach materials, including letters of support from the, the neighbors, which are basically Maine Public Library and the Asian Art Museum. Uh, Tenderloin Station did not respond with any recommendations within the response window, so we assume that they have no concerns with this amendment. Staff are recommending approval with the good neighbor policy and the conditions that you see listed here in the memo. Here to speak with you this evening is Marlo Sandler from the Civic Center CBD. And um, she is going to be calling in, so you will not see her, but you will hear her. So stand by. All right, uh, Marlo, are you on the line? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, we can. That's great. Great. Thank you very much. Sorry, I had some technical difficulties with my Zoom. Um, good evening, commissioners. My name is Marlo Sandler. I am the program manager for the Civic Center Community Benefit District. Plans to introduce regular music programming to Fulton Plaza is part of a coordinated effort between our organization, city agencies, neighborhood stakeholders, and cultural organizations to activate Fulton, knitting together the recently revitalized UN Plaza to Civic Center Plaza. Initial programming plans include a free lunchtime live music concert series with soloists, duos, and trios performing two or three 45-minute sets between the hours of noon and 3 p.m. three days a week. Fulton Plaza is already a known location for outdoor entertainment in the Civic Center neighborhood, hosting events such as Pride and the X Games, and our organization currently holds a street closure permit for Fulton that runs through August of this year. The buildings surrounding Fulton are all commercial, and we have been engaging regularly with the San Francisco Public Library and the Asian Art Museum as partners for future programming activations on Fulton. And we've also reached out to the Bill Graham Civic Auditorium, and we're working in collaboration with San Francisco Rec and Park. Both the library and the Asian Art Museum have already submitted emails expressing their support for music on Fulton as our two immediate neighbors. Sound will be managed by an on-site dedicated technician who will be managing amplified sound and sound check will be coordinated with the library and Asian art to ensure that sound levels are agreeable. If needed, the on-site technician can make adjustments to point speakers in different positions and or lower the volume. Managing the audience for these lunchtime concerts will be handled in close coordination with our CBD ambassadors, urban alchemy practitioners, San Francisco park rangers, all of whom are posted in and around Fulton daily. We do expect attendance will be light to medium, given that performances are on weekday afternoons. Event staff will manage the flow of attendees with signage, and we will ensure that entrances, exits, and sidewalks are clear and safe for pedestrian movement. 
Should the library or the Asian Art Museum choose to partner with us on additional music programming in the future, we'll incorporate additional crowd management and security support from those organizations. And I am available for questions. No questions. Um, any motions? I move to approve this with staff recommendations. Second. Is there any public comment? There's no public comment. Closed. We can vote. Great. Uh, Vice President Blyman? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Wong? Aye. All right, congratulations, been approved. Moving along, we are on to letter K. All right, the next item on the regular agenda is another amendment for a one-time outdoor event permit from Downtown SF Partnership to continue activating Landing at Leidsdorf with entertainment and amplified sound activity from February 8th through July 20th of this year, daily from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Their plan is to host music, dance, comedy, poetry readings, movie nights, and other arts um, activity to help revitalize downtown with increased traffic and economic activity. Downtown SF Partnership are requesting daily hours to allow for the flexibility to host performances at various times within this window and will be, will be working with various program partners. You'll see in your folder their initial permit application, their neighborhood outreach letter, and their map. There was one complaint from a building manager that had concerns about the volume. However, um, they have since uh, resolved that issue with the neighbor, as I am told today from uh, the applicant. And there is a letter of support from that neighbor, as a matter of fact. Central Station did not respond with any recommendations within the response window, so we assume they have no concerns with this amendment. Staff are recommending approval with the good neighbor policy and the conditions that you see listed here in the memo. Here to speak with you this evening, is Denise Barnhart from Downtown SF Partnership. Hello, thank you. I am the Events and Activations Manager for Downtown SF Partnership, and we are just looking to extend our amplified outdoor permit to um, do daily between 10 a.m. and 10 p.m., as he said. We are currently offering one day a week of live music. This is limited to lunchtime, 12 to 2 p.m., and has been very well received. And we would just like the ability to offer one or two more days a week of live music, as well as extending to maybe some happy hours. Um, so these are two hours in duration. They are limited to solos and duos. And uh, as he said, I have a letter of support from the one um, building owner who had a concern. And I also have two letters of support from other businesses, one on Commercial Street and one on Store Street. Can I get this to you? Questions for the applicant. Are you also doing stuff in the BART stations, or is it just going to be in? No, currently it's only landing at Leidesdorf. Okay, because in the application it also mentioned the BART stations. It did? <laughs> no, we don't do anything in BART. Okay. Hi, thank you, and thank you for what you're doing for downtown, to revitalize downtown. Question for you, you said currently you're doing 12 to 2. Right. And now you're asking for 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. 
And you mentioned just to add two hours during happy hour. So that's 12 to 2 plus 2. Why do you think you need until 10 a.m. to 10 p.m.? Well, we don't know what might come up, and I just want to have the flexibility so that we don't have to come back here every time. Okay. Like, if we wanted to do something Saturday morning, for example, have, you know, have a market or something Saturday morning with the band. Um, just All right. So you just want the flexibility. You're not necessarily programming dot solid 10 a.m. to 10. There will never be programming <laughs> seven days a week. I don't have the bandwidth. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I want to make sure. Like, yeah. And I saw that. I was like, that's a long pro. There's a lot of people yeah. performing. And also we have run into the occasion of like rain cancellation. So if it rains on Wednesday, I'd like to, the flexibility to say, hey, it's going to be sunny on Thursday. Can we switch you to Thursday? Right. That makes sense. Okay. So you want the flexibility to to program during those time right. window. All right. In those windows, yes. Okay, thank you. All right, I, that's my only question, thank you. And what type of entertainment are you planning to do? What type of what entertainment? What type of entertainment, yeah. Um, the Amplified really applies to the music mostly, but we also have had strolling magicians, um, and we have a stand-up uh, comic coming in a few weeks. Um, we also are looking at some dance companies and some poetry readings. Okay. All right. It's a relatively mild type of... Uh, it's very mild. <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you. Thank you. No questions for me. You can have a seat. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Uh, do we have a motion? I'd like to make a motion to approve this permit with staff recommendations. Second. Right. Is there any public comment on this item? No public comment. Closed. We can vote. Okay. Vice President Blyman? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Wong? Aye. All right. Congratulations. And we can move on to the next, which is lowercase j. Aye. Right. The next, uh, pardon me, the next item on the regular agenda is a one-time outdoor event permit from the Mid-Market Foundation to host Busket, a new program that hires local musicians to play busking sets on Market Street between 5th Street and 8th Street. Busket will feature up to 10 performances a week over 40 weeks between February and November of this year. Um, Yes, actually that should be, those dates were since changed, pardon me. wrong page. The new dates are uh, between March and December of this year. Pardon me. They since changed the dates. Um, Where was I? Uh, These are curated performances that will happen at nearly a dozen locations on the sidewalk and private patios at businesses such as Arsico Bakery, La Cuisine Cafe, Sam's Diner, Fermentation Lab, Holy Stitch, and others along Market Street Corridor. They will officially kick off the series on March 10th with a day-long program of local music acts. You'll see in your folder their permit application, their neighborhood outreach letter and map. Tenderloin Station did not respond with any recommendations within the response window, so we assume that they have no, rec- uh, no concerns with this permit. Staff are recommending approval with the good neighbor policy and the conditions you see listed in the memo. Here to speak with you this evening is Rob Reddy on behalf of the Mid-Market Foundation. Welcome. Uh, good evening, commissioners. Thank you so much for taking the time to review this permit. Uh, my name is Rob Reddy. I'm speaking on behalf of the Mid-Market Foundation um, and specifically about our program of neighborhood economic recovery, uh, Market Street Arts, and a piece of that, which is Busket. 
Um, so I'm going to give you a little bit of context about what we're doing in the neighborhood and then drill into what the bus kit program actually is. Um, the Mid-Market Foundation, uh, we are aiming for a welcoming neighborhood with joyful and interactive experiences to engage with day and night. Uh, to accomplish that, obviously, uh, or not obviously, but we created the Market Street Arts vision. Um, and that is to capitalize on the creative infrastructure that already exists in the neighborhood and establish over the course of five, 10, 20 years, a world-renowned arts, culture, and entertainment destination that attracts creatives and audiences from around the world. The core purpose is to change the experience on Market Street. What is that creative infrastructure? Um, as I'm sure you guys know, on market between 6th and 9th, you have five of the largest and most well-respected theaters in San Francisco, representing over 16,000 live performance seats. Our goal is to capitalize on this creative infrastructure and weave them together with your local businesses, local residents, um, and other arts organizations that currently exist in the neighborhood. Um, here are the different theaters, obviously the Strand, the Orpheum, the Warfield, Golden Gate, uh, and Bill Graham Civic. So what does that mean in terms of the broader program? Um, one, Artonomics, let's start there. Uh, that is going direct support to local businesses and local artists. For example, uh, we've just given a grant to Montesacro to program live music inside their store. Um, Beautification, think painted crosswalks, flowers, um, updates to uh, street lighting, mural fest, things of that nature. Changing perception, it's incredibly important uh, that when people come down to this neighborhood, they feel like it is safe and fun and a cool place to be. Um, so we're doing that through web, social media, um, as well as press. Um, and specifically activations uh, to, to give folks that feeling. So one of the main activations that we're doing is Busket. So what we're proposing is live music twice a day, five days a week, once at lunch, once at happy hour, uh, where we will pair local musicians with a local business uh, to play a one or two hour set on Market Street. We are hiring those musicians um, and they're encouraged to keep all their tips it's going to range from samba to jazz, hip-hop and rock. Um, these are all San Francisco performers that have gone through a vetting process and are ultimately hired by the organization. Um, the businesses that are located here are also the ones on the permit. Um, you can see it's from Sam's. Far, we far west is Sam's, um, Sam's Diner and Fermentation Lab uh, to as far east as, I believe that's Ikea, the furthest east. Um, and everything would be out front. I've kind of labeled these a little differently. The green ones are ones with permit and chair, or permit and table, sorry, table and chair permits uh, for restaurants like Sam's or Art School Bakery. The purple ones are private property, and the red ones do not have either of those. Um, but all of those businesses have agreed to help us program outside of there. Um, so once again, in closing, we're just looking at two acts per day, five days a week, February through November. And this whole program, we plan to put about $150,000 directly into musicians' pockets. 
I'm here for any questions if you have them. Just a commendation. We need this in the, in the area. Thank you so much. Of course. Yeah, I also want to thank you for taking on this big project. There's a lot of footprint to manage and to program, and there's a lot of uh, performing artists. I think they'll be, uh, be able to perform, so that's great, especially in that area. Um, are they going to be performing at the same time, or is that two times per day? So like during the lunch time, there'll be multiple performances happening simultaneously? I don't think so. I think the idea would be that, so at lunch, you know, you hire a two-piece to play outside of Sam's where they're going to have some customers there for lunch. And then around happy hour, you stick a saxophone player at 7th and Market, um, have them just play the corner. All right. So it would be like a revolving schedule from week to week or day to day? Yeah. It had changed from day to day, from week to week. And that's part of uh, the perception piece of this is is we want to push this out so that folks can see oh wow there's a lot going on down here yeah. this isn't just i come in for the show and then i leave it's oh maybe i come in for the show a little bit early to have a drink to see a band and then i see another thing and then I, bah, bah, bah. okay great great idea thank you <laughs> thanks i think it's great <laughs> uh i think you can have a seat i think that's it for the all right thanks guys thank you very much do we have a motion? Can I move to approve with uh, staff recommendations? Do we have a second? Second. Is there any public comment? No public comment. Closed. We can vote. <laughs> <laughs> Vice President Blyman? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Wong? Aye. All right. Moving along. And just, I have a question for staff. I feel like we haven't previously used the one-time permit to cover this type of, of like, series, multiple musicians all up and down the street, or have we done that? You can speak to it. You've done it. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're, like, the Polk Street thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, yeah. The answer is yes. We have the <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing it since COVID. Got it. Okay. Because <laughs> I feel like at one point there was some, there was a proposal that we would, that there would be some sort of permits for street musicians. And oh, no. That's not this. Yeah. Because this is like an organized activity. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no other permit we have that's a fit for like an on for like a solo busker coming to us. No, she means for a series. I think it's no. that's yeah. worth talking about. Sundays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just heard. No, I'm just, you know, like, um, yeah, because there was a proposal around street musicians and sort of street entertainers and should they be licensed or not, like, that was a number of years ago that we, mm -hmm. there was that conversation. Yeah. And this is... Essentially, it's the same thing, except it's organized and coordinated. Yeah, kind of. I mean, what was considered before was more of like a permit program that would permit the actual musician right, or right. performer. Yeah. And you would have it, you know, so that that person had a designated area in the city, you know, right, for designated right. days. Um, but we ran into a lot of issues legally with That's that. That's remembered. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because I, I, I mean, we just voted on this, and I voted for it, but I just, you know, like, 
what happens if there's somebody who's busking in BART and uh, is not a part of this, but is, you know, like... Yeah, we have no regulatory recourse there. Yeah. When we wouldn't at BART anyway, but yeah. What happens if some guy different with a jurisdiction? Van, <laughs> What's that? With a van guy shows with a van. up. Right. Uh, I've blast. never heard about that example before. Um, I think yeah, we're, yeah. we're we're kind of uh, fra- straying off of the agenda. I think we've pushed. Yeah. No. Thank you, staff, for answering my question. <laughs> Not agendized for. We can speak more to it yeah. in our uh, last agenda item, if you want. Commissioner's comments and questions. Yeah. Ready. Okay. Next item. Okay, the next Okay. The next permit on our regular agenda is for an LLP permit for Wave Collective located at 663 Hate Street. Wave Collective is an artist-run gallery and community event space. They are applying for the LLP permit so they can host indoor entertainment such as comedy, fashion shows, and live music. And they are also seeking to activate their private rear patio with outdoor entertainment and amplified sound. Inspectors of Rena has already set an internal and external sound limit for Wave Collective. This location was previously Katz's restaurant, and there is an existing planning motion that limits the use of the rear yard to the hours of 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. daily. The applicant is seeking the ability to host outdoor entertainment between 9 a.m. to 8 p.m., but shall not exceed four hours per day, except they'd like the ability to host out, um, excuse me, they'd like the ability to host up to eight hours of outdoor entertainment twice per month. Additionally, they'd like the ability to host outdoor amplified sound between 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. daily, but shall not exceed six hours total per day. The applicant conducted extensive outreach to notify their commercial and residential neighbors of their permit application, and included in your file is six letters of support. There is no opposition for the application, and SFPD Northern Station had no added conditions. And before I introduce the applicant, I wanted to let you know that in the staff recommendations, I need to verbally add one because I accidentally tied in condition number three i'd like that to only read outdoor entertainment allowed in the rear private patio daily between 9 a.m to 8 p.m but shall not exceed four hours daily except twice per month permit holder may operate outdoor activity for up to eight hours and i would like to add for the record outdoor amplified sound allowed in the rear patio daily between 9 a.m to 8 p.m but shall not exceed six hours per day and now here to speak with you is owner Jamila. Hi. Um, I don't know if, is there a way to make this go up there? Oh, May, are you able to? I'm sorry? Oh, there you go. Oh, there it goes. Okay. Um, yeah, so I guess I'm just going to show you some pictures of the space and the types of events that I've been doing. Um, so it's an art gallery and community event space. Um, I'm also working on opening a cafe in the space as well. But um yeah, so this is the space. It's in Lower Haight. Um, yeah, it was previously a bagel shop and then a shoe store. And I've been there since September. Um, and it's a very beautiful space with a backyard. Um, and currently, it's kind of operating um, as like a space where we do workshops and um, host art-related events. Um, and there's lots of different people who come through the space and. Um, it's just a space to support art in the community. And yeah, here's some pictures of different classes that we've hosted. Um, there's like a wreath making and community yoga. And we do drawing events and art markets. 
and um, I want to be able to add performances. So these are some pictures from two performances that I got one-day permits for in the last couple months. Um, one was a chamber music concert, um, and then the other one is a comedy uh, show that Sarah, who is here, puts on. Um, and it's all, uh, most of the events that happen are um, put on by people who live in the neighborhood in Lower Haight. Um, I grew up in San Francisco in the Mission, and um, yeah, I have lived here my whole life and have gotten to know my neighbors um, in this space really well, um, both the ones like on directly on either side of me and the um, different businesses and residents as well. And yeah, I just want to be able to do more community events that involve performance, so um, different like small music events, like ba small bands um, or small DJ events and comedy and maybe poetry related things. And yeah, I don't know, any questions? No, I'll just say I was able to go to a fantastic art um, show opening uh, at your space and it really is a lovely space. And um, I'm, I'm happy that you're here to get um, an LLP from us and uh, yeah, folks should go by and see the art. Yeah, come anytime. <laughs> it looks like a big value add for the neighborhood and for the city, so thanks for doing that. Um, and you are on a pretty busy commercial corridor, but thinking about this back patio, mm. potentially six hours of music or live entertainment per day, what's behind you? Yeah, so there? there's different um, like backyards and residences. I think if there's like a longer period of time with music, it, I'm mostly imagining just like light music for like people who are there for the cafe, like not loud. And then once in a while, maybe like a bigger, like a like DJ type event, but not ever very loud. We had the um, like sound limit set and um, those would be definitely not super common. More, more likely I'm just trying to get like light music for the cafe in the backyard. And I've talked to some of the neighbors, the ones on either side of me, but also one that is behind me. I talked to him on the phone because um, he was a little worried because I guess um, a previous business in the space was not super respectful of the neighbors. And so I had heard about that and um, I've spoken to multiple neighbors about that and I have good relationships with them because I don't want to be like that at all. I want to make sure that they um, are comfortable and happy that I'm there. I thank you for coming in and congratulations on your business and thank you for investing in this part of the mm -hmm. city. Um, um, question about just in case there, there's a complaint from the neighbor, what's the process and what's your policy in addressing those in real time? Like in the moment? Yes. Um, yeah, I, um, I've like hosted and put on a lot of events and I am, have no problem like telling people that they need to turn music off right away and I, I will be the one to physically do it. Um, yeah, I don't. You don't have to turn it off, just turn it or down. Or turn it down, <laughs> yeah. I mean, whatever. <laughs> if they're not listening, though, I've had to, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> take control. But um, yeah, I, I want to make sure that the neighbors, first and foremost, are like happy. And if, I mean, if it's like exceeding, if the people playing the music are not listening, like I'll make sure that they, um, that they turn it down, and I'll be the one to physically turn it down. As you know, part of the good neighbor policy is that you need to have your a phone number available to the neighborhood via mm -hmm. website or something. Yeah, yeah, my phone, my like personal phone number is on the website currently. That's how I talked to the neighbor who's behind. Um, he found the number, and we spoke on the phone. All right. Um, yeah, and I 
yeah, I've talked to multiple neighbors that way. All right. Thank you. I look forward to checking it out. Yeah. No more questions. You can have a seat. Uh, do we have any motions? Uh, I move approval with staff recommendations. Second. Is there any public comment? No public comment. Yes. Yes, public comment. Oh, just kidding. Behind you. Sorry. Hello. Uh, thank you. Uh, hi, commissioners. Uh, hello, my name is Sarah katz -Hyman. I'm a resident of the Lower Hate, and I produce a comedy variety night called Hate to Laugh. Um, and to start the show tonight, can I get a suggestion for public comment? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but to avoid people actually trying to perform comedy shows at City Hall, I urge this committee to approve the limited live performance permit for Wave Collective Space. With several years of losing live performance spaces, I speak enthusiastically for artists around the city that every new performance venue uh, space is an opportunity to create art, meet audiences where they are at, and enrich and grow the artistic community of San Francisco. Wave is a welcome addition to our neighborhood in the Lower Haight, a neighborhood with an expansive art and performance history. I have no doubt with this permit that Wave will curate engaging, culturally relevant, and joyful programming, so please approve this permit application without reservation. Thank you. Thank you. Is there any further public comment? No more public comment. Closed. <laughs> okay. Um, Vice President Blyman? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Wong? Aye. Congratulations, you've been approved. You can follow up with our staff. <laughs> well, we'll see you at WAVE. <laughs> All right, we have one more. One more. They are here virtually. Okay. The final permit on our agenda tonight is for a POE permit for indoor entertainment at Zoe, located at 579 Howard Street, which was previously Kate O'Brien's. Zoe is a cocktail bar that also serves food. The new owner is applying for a POE permit so they can host entertainment, such as bands, DJs, comedy, and karaoke. Senior Inspector Zavrina has already set an internal sound limit for the space. The applicants notified all of their neighbors of the POE permit application and included in your file are two letters of support. There was no opposition for the permit and SFPD Southern Station included their standard calendaring condition. <laughs> and here to speak with you tonight is owner Trung Tran. Right, Trung Tran, I'm going to bring you in momentarily. <laughs> Right again. Uh, Zoom is not cooperating. Let's try it again. Uh, Trunk Tran, if you're getting a request to accept, um, please accept the. Uh, request to be a panelist don't decline it but accept it try it again yeah okay okay he's strong uh, is joining shortly he should be in the balance trademark Okay, so Trunk, please unmute yourself, and you can also, uh, we can see you uh, if you uh, click on the icon that has the, uh, the camera on it. 
Yeah. Um, hi, can you guys hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Thank you. Hi, hi, Commission. Hi, everybody. Um, thank you for your time um, this evening. Um, my partner, Kevin, um, he will be speaking. My my Zoom's not working. My video's not working. So uh, Kevin, one of our active managing partners, will be um, speaking on this matter for us. Is that uh, Kevin Velada? Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Sorry, so Kevin, Kevin Velada. No, no problem. Kevin is coming in right now um, to join as a panelist. Thank you so much. Thank you. And so, Kevin, um, if you can hear me, please unmute yourself. And uh, if you want to be seen, you can also show us your face. Yeah, I can. Can everyone hear me? Good evening. Yes, we can hear you. Thank you. Uh, I'm trying to start my video. There. Um, there. We see you. Here we go. Yeah. Hi. So I do have, uh, or we do have a slide show. I don't know if, uh, is that going to be presented or can you see that? So sorry, do, uh, do I need to pull up the um, slide so, sheet? Or? So you have the ability to, if you'd like to show slides, if you uh, do a uh, share screen, um, you can show the slides to us. Great, we can see that. Okay. Make it a little bigger. Okay, so yeah, we you know we are a local you know community bar and restaurant in the Selma. Uh, a lot of our customer base is you know the the existing and hopefully growing more uh, workforce, and of course um, you know neighbors. Um, a lot of our a lot of our businesses you know happy hour. Base and, and after that, and with that, you know, we're trying to provide more entertainment for our guests and, and the workers and the neighbors. Uh, and with that, you can kind of see what our layout looks like. I mean, we have a lot of uh, a lot of food on our menu. Um, some pictures of our guests and kind of the layout. So the idea is to you know provide uh, light light music, which would be DJs, comedy nights, karaoke, typically. Um, Hours would be happy hour and and maybe till eleven or twelve on the on the weekday and and then on the weekends it might go no later than two a.m. Um, here's a picture of our menu. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of the the basics of it. Not a big space, but I do feel like we can add a lot to the community, uh, a lot a lot to uh, you know our customer base and and. Uh, Bring some more entertainment to an area that's still that's still a little slow. Uh, and I guess with that, I mean, are are there I guess questions or? Not for me, Al. Hello. Um, quick question: Are there any condos or hotels in the in the immediate vicinity? No. Well, the closest uh, the closest hotel is the W Hotel, I think, which is on Third. We're closer to, I guess, in between First and Second. The W Hotel is on um, Third and Howard. Howard. So yeah. Okay, it's far away. All right. And what type of entertainment can you remind us? What type of entertainment you're planning to do? Yeah. So it would be. Uh, like live music, comedy nights, karaoke. So live music meaning we would have DJs occasionally. 
um, live music. We I, there's a couple like solo guitarists or something we might have something like that. So um, everything indoor, um, and of, of course conscious of the sound. Okay, thank you. That sounds good. Not seeing any more questions. Is there any public comment on this item? No public comment no. on this item. All right, then we're closing public comment. I forgot to do motions first, but we'll survive. Is there a motion? Move to approve this permit with staff recommendations. Seconded. All right, we can vote. Vice President Blyman? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Wong? Aye. All right, congratulations, you've been approved, and we can move along on our agenda. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, I guess that's my job, I'm so used to. <laughs> All right, so the next agenda item, I believe, is number eight, right, which is election of a vice president. Um, I would like to nominate Sin Wong for the position. Can I do that? I can do that, right? <laughs> okay, I'd like Wait to do it. Wait a second. Need a motion and then a second, right? Um, so I would, I'd like to nominate her and then is there any discussion about it? We have to motion. Yeah, I'll, I will motion oh, okay. after. Yeah, just that's a chance for other people to nominate, okay. but I think that, that this game is fixed. <laughs> right, this is rigged. Uh, Sin, do you accept the nomination? I, I accept. <laughs> the kangaroo court. I endorse. That's the only thing I did. <laughs> All right. Now I would like to motion that we uh, that we elect Sin as the vice president of the Entertainment Commission. Second. Is there any public comment? No public comment. All right. Closed. Okay. Um. Vice President Blymans? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Wong? Aye. Yeah. We've got two vice presidents. So there's two vice presidents. We're having a constitutional <laughs> crisis. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Great point. I'm so glad. No brief struggle. <laughs> Taking this all well, the way to the take Supreme care Court. Of this <laughs> Stop the steal. <laughs> All right, now we're on to number nine, which is election of president of the Entertainment Commission, and I uh, had been slowly moving myself to pasture, but I'm happy to return as president if anybody wanted to nominate me. I would, I would be delighted to nominate Ben Blyman for president. Uh, I'm happy to second that emotion. Is there any public comment? Please. <laughs> no public comment. All right, we'll close it. Okay, I'm just. I do have to vote for myself. So. Yeah, exactly. Yes, so it's currently vice president. Right vice president. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, um, Commissioner Perez. Yes. Commissioner I, Thomas. I and vice president. Wait, vice president Wong. <laughs> oh wow, that was crazy. Great. All right. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> Yay. All right, so now um, we are on the final agenda item, which is commissioner comments and questions. What do we got? 
<clears throat> well, we need some new members, but... They're coming, I think. Coming. I saw some lists of potentials. Did you? Solid haul. And two of them are coming through the board, both, right, the industry and the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One's our board, and then the police is Mayor LeBron. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Do law we, enforcement. Law enforcement. Yeah. Um, is that one moving along as well? Yes, although I just received an update from um, the mayor's uh, appointment secretary this evening that said they didn't have a decision today. So I think maybe the meeting with uh, the mayor was postponed. So hopefully no later than next week. So I believe that would put us at the uh, February 26th uh, rules hearing. 28. 28. The, the mayoral appointments plus also have to go through. 14 plus 26. I think they all do. 26. Yeah. Monday. <laughs> I don't know how I got that. Right. It's okay. I just want to say happy Black History Month, everybody, and happy Lunar New Year celebration. That's hopefully won't rain on our parade. And 49ers Day is coming oh, yeah. up. Oh, indeed. I wish all of our permit holders a wonderful Super Bowl with the yeah. least amount of muni buses on fire ever. Oh, God. Uh. <laughs> is the parade being planned yet? Great reminder. Yeah. We're just laughing because we're like, well, let's make sure we schedule appropriately on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Football. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best time of the year to go to Costco for anyone who is not a 49ers fan. <laughs> during the oh, game. Really? Noted. During, yeah. So, yes, during the Super Bowl is generally a good time to go to Costco, but during a Super Bowl that the Niners is playing in, oh, yeah. just wait until after kickoff before you go. Uh, wow. A well, hot tip. Yeah. Hot tips. Hot tips. Bro, and your entertainment I'll see you there. <laughs> Pro tip. Good. It's at 3.30 yeah. p.m. on Sunday. We will have coverage. I'm bartending a private event at Harrington's. Oh. oh. Yeah. Enjoy we'll yourself. Be there. I'll, let, I'll get you in. <laughs> I know a guy. All right. Any comments, public comments on these ramblings of mine? No public comments. On All right. Night. That's Closed. Good. And we will adjourn this meeting at 7.46 p.m. Thank you. Yay. Woo. Woo. How did you Woo. know?